Good morning and welcome back to Nachiyami. Today we are going to be covering the third chapter of, of Sefer Yehoshua. The topic of today's parak is crossing the Jordan River. We're already on the east bank and now this is Israel moving westwards into the land of Israel. The parak consists of 18 psukim and it's a pretty clear and short narrative. What it starts off with is Yehoshua waking up early on the third morning. Remember, in Parak Aleph we talked about how Yehoshua was getting everybody ready for the, uh, the imminent arrival or the imminent travel to Israel. He gave him three days. So as a very clear leader, he wakes up on the third day and starts giving them instructions. What you're going to do tomorrow, he tells everybody, is follow the Aaron because you're going to go in a, in a way which we've never gone before. He tells them to, to keep a careful watch for the Aaron, which is held by the Kohanim, and, um, and w- w- give it a little space, but nonetheless follow where it goes. Then, uh, as an aside, Hashem says to, to, um, to Yahushua that tomorrow there's going to be a great miracle which is going to show your uh, greatness to the people um, by, uh, by doing it. And uh, he tells them to get prepared for the next day, um, and, uh, and he uh, gives the, the instructions that this is going to be an incredible miracle they're about to witness, which is going to give them great prestige and fear in the eyes of the people of the land. Um, he tells them to get 12 people ready. This is kind of like our Miraglim parallel, it sounds like. And one person from each shaver, and they're going to be ready for something. He doesn't tell them what it is yet. We're going to see later on. It's picking up the stones in the, the Yardane. He sets those people aside, and he tells everybody to watch the Kohanim. The Kohanim enter into the east bank of the Jordan. So this is on the Jordan, the country Jordan side of the Yardane right now, the east bank. As they go in, the, the river splits, and, um, and people are able to now cross the river. This is where we, the Perak really ends off. Um, it, it, remember, as opposed to cr- a splitting of the sea, where the two, uh, the two parts, really, essentially, the body of water has to be now turned into two walls, the splitting of the, the, of the Yardane is actually only one wall, where the river actually stops flowing upstream and to turn into this large pillar of water, and the other side naturally dissipates. So there's just a few things to, to, uh, to focus on over here. Number one is there is a large discussion which revolves around this parak in the Mepharashim, and that is how exactly do miracles occur. So there are those like the Ralbag, who's pretty explicit in a long essay on this particular parak. He says that miracles are not where Hashem circumvents the natural law and order. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the order and he operates within the order. So therefore, his example is HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not create a fire which doesn't burn. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not, um, does not uh, create a triangle which does not have three um, vertices. Um, so, therefore, in this case of yeah, how is it possible that this miracle occurred? So the Ralbach says, well, you know, when you have a wind blowing at the right pressure, when you have certain air and water pressures, it's possible for the water to stop flowing for a, uh, for a certain amount of time. The miracle is the timing, is that it happened just at the right moment when Hashem said so, when Yoshua dictated it, and uh, the people could cross. That's the way the Ralbach understands it in very naturalistic terms. Whereas other before Hashem, Malbim explicitly refuting the, the Ralbag, or the Radak say, no, 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 this was supernatural. The Malbim says, no, the, the banks of the Yardane were not a river bank that was wet, soggy, and full of stones. It was smooth, it was dry, there was something supernatural going on over here. The Radak, in fact, says that when the water flows back, which we're going to see in tomorrow's segment, the water did not flow back. Can you imagine like all the floor, water flowing in one shot? It would be like a burst of a dam. It would destroy cities, countrysides. The Radak says, no, it came back slowly, slowly. There was, there was certainly a, a supernatural element to what was going on over here. One last um, um, point worth 
thinking about is why, not how, but how, why did this miracle occur? So there are actually two separate narratives in this parak. Number one is in Pasuk Zion, where Hashem says to Yeshua silently, it's because of you. I want you to be great in their eyes like, you were, like Moshe was great in their eyes. Whereas, later on, when Yoshua conveys the message to the people, in Pasuk Yud, he says to them, the reason we're doing this is so that all the nations will fear us. So there's really two narratives of what's going on. Yoshua has the inside track of why this is important, but he's not going to convey that to the rest of them. That will be a natural byproduct from the miracle which he knows and appreciates. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.